Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 48. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Rare Raven, Azeroth, Metreon, Zinthros, talking about going from kitchen table play to the competitive, and wrapping it all up with an errata that of trusted friend. So let's kick it off with the breakdown of the Rare Raven. Okay, we are here with the KO King and Dr. J, and this is kind of a, um, I would say it's a semi-new segment that we're calling, we're calling it the breakdown, and the whole idea of this segment is to take some of these more meta-level cards and give you an, a- an analysis of the actual card to see how it works in meta play to help you f- understand it better, even if you're not playing it, to if you're going to play against it, you'll understand how it works, and that's going to help your team um, a little bit better off. So the one that we're going to be talking about, and we think this is going to be pretty big and modern, is from Warlight, and it's the Rare Raven, the Azeroth Metreon Zinthos, um, and her ability is while Raven is active, your mass char- energy characters and Teen Titan characters cannot be targeted by your opponents. Yeah, so like like you said, this is kind of a, a prediction on our part because it's not super meta right now, but we think this is going to be big in modern, especially since mass green teams, I think, are going to be back on top with the bard being rotated out. And without imprisoned or some of those kind of more yeah. these don't target type things because most, most of the things that we have that are in modern tend to say yeah. target. <clears throat> and you throw on that the fact that Super Air Multiple Man is like the most wanted card in the world right and now. And he's a mask. And he's a mask character. And he needs to stay in the field to use his ability. I think she's going to be big with uh, Super Air Multiple Man in that ramp. Yeah, and and this specific <coughs> card is one that Dr. J and I both actually agree on that we're not can, great. Can you fans repeat that of. in like like <laughs> slow down and make sure I can Well, she 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 really makes the things that we try to do difficult. Whenever someone gets this in the field and I'm playing, I basically end up just trying to do combat damage because it yeah. takes away all my Little tricks because targeting is like straight out the window. You can't crypt right. the, you can't crypt a night raven because she's a teen titan herself. Yeah, I tested this against Russ. Russ was playing it, and I didn't realize until playing Raven, everything on my team targets my entire team. Not not just eight of the eight cards had to deal with targeting. I couldn't use any of them. They were all useless. It was just like build up a field and try to attack. Build up a field and try to attack. That's my only hope at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, I, I think that's actually a good pra- practice to do if you're like getting ready for a modern event. Just automatically assume that your opponent has the Rare Raven on the field um, and see how, can you, how to work around it and figure out ways around it because you're probably going to see it, especially since, is she a mask too? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's so a mask. you stick a lantern ring on there, there's going to be Yeah, I would assume yeah. that she'll be on most, if not, you know, most of the mask ring teams. Any team that's running a multiple man, even if it's not a mask ring team, I would suspect will have a, a rare raven on the team as well just to protect him, to keep him in the field so that they can get that ramp every turn. So if you've been around the game a while and you know the ring from... Uh, yeah, this is the, the rare lantern ring from Warlight that we're right. talking about that but, does damage. But to also the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, ring of yeah. magnetism. Yeah, so ring of magnetism. Oh, so yeah. the one that used to be popular, at least I know around here in Utah, would be the common Wonder Girl, which says anytime a Teen Titan is targeted, you can redirect it to your opponent. So you yeah. play that with the ring of magnetism, which says your opponent must 
play all their actions and is it everything basically all their abilities have to target her yeah and then it allows them to redirect it any way they will please um this is kind of that into one card yeah this does that and the the difference now is that there's so many uh mask mask ring that she really just puts everything on lockdown uh when i face this in competitive and i've unfortunately have faced things that take away targeting and competitive that's when i just get my blue eyes you know he's going to be a 10 attack when i chaos so that's basically what it comes down to overcrush and attack so it is it is important to have something on your team that can get rid of her without targeting and there are some things to do and i think it's even more important now with some of the new teen titans that we've seen spoiled in batman teen titans is just getting that much better like it's a comp- yeah yeah what when I've played in some of the things we that I've put together, Teen Titans is competitive. You you play it right, you get the little combination because she can put everything on lockdown. You, you know, you, simple things like just attacking with Starfire, super rare that deals damage. Yeah, you you, leave, you put on comics, common static and just those one little pings just start adding yep. up a, yeah. a little after a little Yeah, because the Teen Titan teams in general has everything that you'd want, has protection with... Uh, cyborg it has direct damage with starfire it has protection with raven so it's it gives you a lot of pieces that you want so if you don't have counters to this raven i think it's going to be a problem but there are some a couple. they're expensive yeah. but there are some things that allow you to re-roll um, things that yeah. don't target but cover like a blanket class of of character or mm-hmm. or die, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So let, let's focus a little bit more on modern in this case, because I mean, if you sure. said if you if you said in golden, I think the top one would be play imprisoned or play in the rare Umber Hulk that or will, storm from or, AVX, yeah, storm or things like that. But so in terms of specifically modern, what are some of the kind of counters that you guys are thinking of? I think Phoenix Force Magneto is one. I know he's a six cost. He is all energy types. It's a super rare. What if? He when he's filled it, he allows you to roll any number of your characters to re num re-roll any number of their characters. He would be the I very don't think last one on my list. No, I don't think he targets. Right. He makes them, them choose, choose yeah. which is not the same as targeting. Yeah. He would be the very last right. counter on my list. He would only be on my list simply because of what I'd run him with. I like don't X-23. think twenty three. Yeah, he yeah. I don't think he's per se the the best choice but he's far. a option but, right but yeah. he's an option and and when you work with him with some stuff especially because he has the four energy i think that's a plus yeah one of the ones that i am i'm looking forward to it comes out in the new batman set and it's the rare batman and i think he's the best one that i see so far he's a five cost fist character he's got a flip ability on one side it's uh when he's fielded you re-roll all non-villain characters in your opponent's side of the field and on the other side you re-roll all villain characters and so it it covers everything every card in the game is either a villain or a non-villain yeah he he's essentially the rare umber hulk from battle for Faerun. Um, yeah except it, that thing targeted level one and two yeah characters. one and two characters so yeah. this, this scene you know he's kind of this version and they've kind of balanced it with just being all villains or just being all non-villains. So yeah. maybe having a team that has a mixture of both could be helpful for, for yeah. you. Yeah, and it's going it. to be helpful no matter what team you play against. Right. So that's that's probably why I'd pick him. Uh, another option is Super Rare Black Cat from Spider-Man. The trick what to her... What set is this? Amazing Spider-Man. It's this 
weird set that nobody really plays and few people have heard of. Some of us stick around <laughs> with that set because we're determined <laughs> to make things work. And she's an un- she says underdog. And when filled, the target opponent must re-roll all of their filled characters. So, so the key point, especially with the underdog, is you have to make sure you have less characters in your opponent yeah. after you fielded Black right. Cat. Which is not that hard to do, especially when you're trying to get rid of a character whose whole purpose it is to keep their characters in the field. If you have like an energy fixer or... The, um, what's so the other? But we, we've been playing a little bit and you've been using underdog with energy fixers. Yeah. And, and that... In my opinion, I think that's really good. It does a lot. Uh, and I think if you were going to roll with uh, using like uh, this black cat as part of your team, another thing to add would be, uh, is it back for seconds, the basic yeah. action? Yeah. So you can, because it's, that'll field your character into the field. Yeah, from the use pile. Right, from the, the field use at level on three. level three. If you have underdog. Yeah, so that, right. I mean, that's a good way to get that um, flip Batman on the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're using the underdog, but but you have to build the underdog. It's not one of those abilities that's just like, oh, I'm going to use this. All those abilities have potential if you if you build for them. Yeah, and it, the it, it's, it's all about timing that. and getting ready to get the right situation to run it. The trick is there's no card out there that just is a straight re-roll counter. You know, every single one of them has a caveat, except for Storm, but she's out of rotation. And so you, you just kind of got to pick whichever one's going to work best on your team. I, mean, I think on my team, I mean, Black Cat might work better than Batman because I have the, the basic action that gives underdog, I've got the energy fixer, and it's easy to get underdog. Right. If it's not easy to get underdog, if you are playing a longer game with a wall, you probably want to go Batman. Yeah, ba- Batman's probably going on my Ultraman team. Just because with my team, I tend to have a lot of energy anyways. So purchasing him shouldn't be that hard and cycling him through shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, he's going on my team because I don't have Super Air Black Cat because I didn't buy enough of that set. But if, <laughs> if anybody it, wants to trade Dr. J, he's looking for a Super Air Black Cat. So the <laughs> the other counter that I think, and this keeps catching my eye, I think I've mentioned it to you guys many times, is Super Air Dritzed. Uh he went filled to KO all character dice with Swarm. So this would be specifically to counter multiple man. Right. And the uh, Parademons? Parademons. Parademons. So there's more and more Swarm in the game, and I just keep looking at him. He's a five cost, which is unfortunate for all these counters that we're talking about. They're all five cost. Uh, but even just wiping all the Swarm, because I'm thinking with the – I think there's a super rare – uh, dark side that gives sidekick swarm. Yep. That would wipe out all their sidekick. So anything with swarm would be KO'd. That to me, I think, could be potential because if my opponent is relying on swarm, the best way to counter swarm and the thing that I struggle with swarm, swarm is keeping my swarm characters in the field. Yeah. And, and the, the funny thing is, especially for swarm characters, the last spot you actually want those swarm characters is in your KO pot in, right. the, in the prep area. Oh, another uh, five-cost counter to Raven, um, the Talisman of Ultimate Evil. That could work uh, to get her Targets. out of the field as well. No. You target yours, and then they have to KO the same number of characters, doesn't it? No. Is you it t- target, does it really target what ones they want. Man. Yeah. yeah. KO X of your character dice, KO X target opposing character dice. Never mind then. Don't play that yeah. one. Dr. J, wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so for the first time ever. You know, that <laughs> it really is. If you haven't played against it, 
do yourself fair play against it, especially if you play some of the stuff like I like to play with Scarecrow, all those, it really just halts your team. Yeah, like playing, boom. Playing against her was a perfect was a perfect practice run for me because I had the feeling that my team was pretty much set and ready to go. And then I played against Russ and one card shut my entire team down. So And she's not easy to get rid of. No, she's impossible to get rid of. Because you can't of. target her. It's like right? you yeah. just so, take yeah. super glue and glue her onto the mat because she's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah and, and who knows? You might like playing Teen Titans. Like the more I hear you guys oh, talking about the Teen, Teen Titans, Titans right now, the more I want to go back. Because I mean, remember when it first came out? I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make this work. It's going. Nobody too around slow. here could make it work. And so I'm like, I really like I want to go back and dabble right a little now. bit more into it. Um, so. Um, if you guys, you know, how's your experience with the Rare Raven? And do you have any other um, suggestions you would like to have us do in this segment, you know, in terms of meta-level meta cards that you may want us to analyze a little bit and kind of give both sides of it? So what's good beneficial and what what, what a good way to counter is? I Let's, think we're going to focus on modern. Yeah, right? we're, we're, we're looking for modern just because final, uh, the Nationals and the Worlds is coming up. Right. Um, but shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and we will have you all back later on in the show. Okay, we are here with the Brown Messiah and Kenneth. How are you gents doing today? Doing good, man. Excellent. Um, I'm kind of excited about this topic right here because this, we, you know, what I love about the Double Burst audience is we have a mix of both kind of more casual players and more, and more competitive players. And one of the questions we do get from some people or what, I, what we hear a lot is some of those casual players like, I kind of like this Dice Master game. Uh, you know, what do I need to do to take it to the next level? So what we want to talk about today is going from that kitchen table play to the more competitive scene in terms of um, tournaments. And one thing I do want to make clear to a lot of players, especially if you're a more casual player, when we say tournaments, there's two types of, types of tournaments that we're actually kind of mentioning. One of them, because the, it's the official name, the official name for your weekly events are tournaments. Um, and I, I, I mean... I've I've been caught saying tournament most yeah, yeah like all of the official events if they if they reported into the WizKids system whether there's a fun theme or it's a WKO or it's nationals or worlds they're all tournaments and they're yeah. all especially they, if you if you they, use the templates they have in there I think all of them yeah, have tournaments listed they're by they're they're called tournaments and that's exactly what they are they are tournaments uh, the difference is. Most of the tournaments that we play in are very casual tournaments versus the occasional very competitive tournament. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, usually, usually the way that I um, usually the way I've always looked at it is always just my torn my tournaments. I look at it are my competitive things, and I actually look at just right. my local events every yeah. week. You know? yeah. yeah. So, so what we want to focus on for this one specifically are the more competitive ones, which are like your WKOs, your PDC. regionals, your PD, yeah. PDCs, your nationals, your worlds. Um, so where do you want, where do you want to start? Where do you start when you go from, I like just playing with my friends at home to let's kind of get into the scene where everybody else is playing at the highest level. Well, I think that, I mean, the first thing you want to do is, is hit that step in between. If you're only playing at home at your kitchen table, go to some of the casual events. Yeah. See, check out some see of how it events. is to play against other people that you don't know. Uh, see what other people are doing, see what other people bring to the table that you may not know about or uh, may not one of the great thing for. about these events are that you can um, see what everybody else is bringing and that can inspire your own um, teams and you can get 
uh, different feedback from other people on like how your team works. And you can also see how it works against everything else. Yeah, or just buy a plane ticket, fly to Utah, and come play with us. Well, yeah, <laughs> you can do that. Honestly, you know? if, you, yeah, if, if you're trying to save money, yeah, you yeah, can, I, you, you know, I wouldn't, just... I wouldn't recommend that. But you know, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, always if, a possibility. If you have a lot of expendable money, if if you're, yeah, we'll do it. You fly out to Utah. We will make sure there's a casual tournament set up for you. Someone we, will play with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so that yeah, kind of going from that casual to the the top. Um, there's always kind of like uh, Russ wanted us to mention this is that there's always that little balance too between those more casual events where here when we hear casual like I'm going to try out this crazy combo that I have no idea if it's going to work or right. not yeah. um, versus that more I'm going to bring my fully tuned team that I've kind of set up and I know how to play I could play when I'm half asleep um, type and it still would be a fully competitive type team right yeah well I mean and and the biggest thing of going from casual to competitive is the thing that makes a tu- a team a mm. fully tuned, ready to go. A team. well-oiled machine that is you that is going practice. to win. Yeah. You got <laughs> to practice. You have to spend the I time. Mean, the biggest part is play play it a lot. You know, um, if you've got and not a just team, play it a lot, play it against a lot of play it a lot yeah. and teams. Play it a lot and know exactly yeah. what your what's every single scenario that you could come against. Okay, well, if I roll this. Which way do I go at this point? Or play if it, there's this, you know, in play it against as many different, uh, both pilots and teams as you can. Exactly. Um, know its own weaknesses. Know the ins and outs. Um, I think also another per- another important thing to remember, um, changing over is learning also how to get in the mindset of being um, competitive. You know, like if you're trying to go for those WKOs and PDCs, um, those bigger events sort of things, you're going to win. So kind of have the mentality yeah. of sh- don't shifting feel your mentality bad if from you being... crush a player. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, uh, at the big competitive events, um, no matter what, I, I don't know, like if, however you pride yourself on, I'm not going to play with the meta. Um, something like bard or beholder is a dirty card, which, Around here, we we run into yeah, that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a, the big competitive events. Mm-hmm. You know, someone no, is going are, to bring those. You those know, are, if you have more than more than just your handful of local players show up, which chances are you will if you have a, a big event, and especially if you're traveling somewhere else, it's obviously not going to be your local mm-hmm. guys. But those people are going to be bringing the best of the best. They're going to be bringing the best things that they can come up with that they know how to run, that they can deal with as many threats as they can. There's, it's no holds barred. Um, yeah, and I not think, barred, but no, barred. But yeah, so I think that's where it's important to be active in the greater Dice Masters community, so you can see those teams from other places and how well. Especially if you're if you're WKO or whatever competitive event you're going to, it's not one of the first of that season, quote unquote. Yeah, see what other places are playing, and you may start seeing trends on what. Take a A look at uh, certain other deck lists from different WKOs. Um, Even in the past, you know some. The, at least that are recently oh, yeah. within the last couple we or months or so like that kind of get a feel of for like what's kind of being played around and what's being played around in your close ish area if that makes any sort of sense you know yeah i know that uh at our wko just what last month yeah the month before i don't uh, know something like that yeah, within yeah. the last couple of months mm. uh we had guys who played in colorado in the last session some guys from arizona we had guys that 
played in Arizona, guys that played in Vegas. We had guys that played in a lot of different places that mm-hmm. we could get an idea of what kind of things we might see coming in. You know, where where's what's a reasonable road trip? You know, to look, you can look at okay, there's a there's a, a WKO that's ten hour drive away. If it's happening before yours, look at what's there. You mm-hmm. might have some of those guys show up and play at yours. Yeah, I mean, you'll always get crazy outliers like, you know, two ra- two random guys decide, let's go These to Florida two guys for no are like, reason. you know what sounds really awesome? Let's go to Florida. That sounds <laughs> yeah, really cool. From you. I went I went to California that same like the next <laughs> yeah. weekend. So yeah, we, we literally went coast to coast. Well, we went yeah, was, we went west coast to east coast like it was insane. Yeah. But you you know, it, it's it's oh, it, I I think it's that's the most important thing is to get the feel of your meta. And if it's a store a little bit farther away, you may want to, you know, do some recon trips if you can a couple of weeks before just to get an idea and the feel of that environment cuz that's yeah. the hard thing that I have telling people is like, well, what should I expect? I'm like, well, it, a lot of it depends on what kind of players are going to show up in that area too. Yeah, the the biggest things that you can always expect is expect a long and uh, kind of stressful and tiring day. Yeah, you are in for a really, really long haul. You're playing Dice Masters for sometimes eight hours a day, eight hours for straight. um, And that's not even concluding if you're doing side events the day before. Um, Yeah. You're going to be spending so much time. And it's not just like casual dice masters you know it's yeah, competitive it's, dice masters yeah. that's something that everybody's requires. trying to get a w yeah. exactly it, you're going it can for the be wins. really really mentally taxing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um just be ready for it it's not i mean i remember going into my first one actually and it was not as crazy as i thought it was but it was definitely a lot more than i was expecting um and so just just be ready for it you know get a good night's rest the night before get a good breakfast you know get just be Get yourself ready to have a long day. Yeah, and and practice, practice, practice. Le- mm-hmm. Leading up to it, you know, um, find a team that you like, that you enjoy playing, that you uh, feel good about, that you feel confident about. Play it against as many things as you can. Um, make adjustments where necessary. Tune it. Take the time. If you're going to do a big competitive event, especially if you're going to travel to something like nationals or worlds. Invest the time. Like if you're going to, if you're traveling, uh, invest the time in practice before you invest the money in travel. Exactly. Um, yeah. If you're if you're at a more local level, show up with what you feel like is good. Um, yeah. What, if you what you feel comfortable running, if, don't if just pull not, a random team off the yeah, internet. And yeah. Definitely. Go that's that's something that like I we've we've played uh, like meta, playing a meta team piloted by Russ is not a meta team. The dude just doesn't play that way. Also, I so think another thing... Him, pra- him playing something like a Bard Rush team or Guy or Rush got, that yeah. he just has yeah. no idea yeah. how to use, it's not going to give you I, an accurate... What do I do with this? It's not going to give you an accurate idea of how your team actually performs against that. You need to play against other people who are practicing or have a good understanding of how the teams are supposed to work. Yeah, and I think one of the things that especially new players kind of struggle with is if you have a question in terms of your card interaction or how things may work in a competitive setting one of the best things that you can do is when you get to the event get there early ask around find out who the head judge is and posit those questions to them say hey how would you rule it if this goes like this and this and this because the last thing you want to do is to be mid-match that interaction comes up and it's going to be ruled 
yeah against Ab- against you, or, yeah. yeah absolutely and and uh along with that to any judges that might be listening let people know yeah. 10 minutes before you're going to start the the tournament hey mm-hmm. i'm the guy or girl that you know bring bring me your questions before you are playing it a certain way let's let's get it out there i'll tell you how i see it whatever um, and here, here's some, that here, here's it, some common that questions we that we've had pre- yes. previously, so there's may answer some of them. And then yeah, I feel like too. going into any tournament, there's always been something that's kind of meta that has a gray area. Mm-hmm. If you're a judge, throw your version of that out there to the players right before you start and offer to uh, field any questions for them before you before they start also it it takes a lot of the pressure off of the players in game yeah so those, those are kind of um you know some some of the things that we we say because it's I, I think we've we've both all of us have played kind of different levels of competitive dice masters all yeah. the way from we're just hey let's open a couple beers and just goof off to mm. yeah. let's you know who's, who's, yeah. who's going to win that sweet sweet foil i mm. do think that like another really important thing as if you're trying to transition from being a more casual player to a more competitive player um keep in mind that not necessarily everyone is making that transition with you uh mm. if you bring your well-tuned stomp them in the face team to your weekly events and you find that you're playing that same team over and over and no one can beat you, you you've, reckon, you've done it. You won. You're the yeah, biggest yeah. fish in the pond. But you might P- notice you meta something else smaller, before yeah. you start running players off. Exactly. You know, you know that's the, the being, last thing you want to do is just to destroy your community yeah, like that. Being able to switch out of competitive mode is just as important as learning to be in competitive mode and you'll stress uh, think, out a lot I think less another too. I think another helpful helpful thing is is, is to take um, these w- win conditions that you know in high competitive really really work but come up with a nice casual version first something that's easy that you can kind of casually mm-hmm. play out first and then build your way into that big competitive and, and say okay now that I'm smashing I can now I know that this works I can put it on side I can take this to a WKO and win I can take this to a PDC yeah. and win yeah, or you could take Russ's line of thought. How can I take this two-card combo, distill it out into eight different characters, and can I get all eight different characters to do that same combo? <laughs> well, and, and actually, and to that, you know, recognize, like, as you're coming um, from casual into competitive, recognize, recognize your strengths, you know. Um, Kenneth, you're an, an aggressive player. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm not good at control. Yeah, I, and yeah, don't try control. to play and, something and Russ, that is... Russ, like, he's a control really, player, yeah, you know. Like, recognize what, what, what you're good at and what you can do and and how best way you you can win mm-hmm. all right guys um i think you know we 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 love hearing questions oh and as always have fun yeah yeah Let's, oh yeah if you get so into the competitive mindset that you find that dice masters is a, a cause of stress yeah, if in it your feels life more like a job to you that's, there's eh. been times where i've needed to take a couple weeks or a month from playing because i've been so focused on competitive stuff that it's just stressing me out and thinking about the game like causing me to tense up mm. and get it get irritable and stuff take a break if if it's always have fun like don't let the drive to win ruin the fun of the game sometimes it might ruin the day but don't let it ruin the game for you (laughs) yeah um, unless you do a a weekly dice masters podcast don't have to think about dice masters all the time right yeah (laughs) Um, so but we want to hear from you guys if you guys have any questions in terms of like doing this transition or just how do you, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to about just how do I balance this? Because having an outside view sometimes is 
a, a good, you know, kind of source oh, yeah. of input. Hmm. Um, yeah. You can shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll have all of you back in a second for our roundtable, which uh, we're errataing a card so Dr. J can stop using it. Okay, everybody, we have the full crew here. We have Ken, Jared, Diego, and Russ here. I'm excited because it is time for our Arata That. Um, and oddly enough, somehow we managed to convince Dr. J to be here. Um, but the card we're going to Arata also does not reflect anything about our, it's re- the worst our, 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 our interpersonal relationships on the Double Burst podcast either. It is called Trusted Friend. I don't trust any of these guys especially you, Russ. Um, <laughs> so it's a two-cost basic action card, and his ability is the first Batman, family, or Superman friends character die. You purchase a turn, costs one less, and also has a stupid global. Pay a mask, target character die, gains Bat family or Superman friends until end of turn. I don't, I don't see any problem with this card. On well, the then you obviously don't look at the game correctly. <laughs> so, so you, you, yeah, I just <laughs> look at the picture. I like the art. That's the two best pictures of Harley Quinn and Power Girl in the game. So, so, so we're looking at a card that, or an action that is actually more useful if you don't roll it. Like yeah. if you if you roll it on energy, that makes whatever you're doing cost two less. How many of you? So, <laughs> you, you realized that once you played it? I know I did. You had once to play I, it first. Once I played, I was like, it. "Oh my gosh, so, this is so bad!" Because I want it for the global. Decided to buy it, rolled it. I was like, "That's worse." Yeah, it's bad when the golden rule of this card is don't buy the action dice. The action itself is worse than if you whiff the roll. <laughs> so clearly, the quick fix, the the perfect errata, is change it to stupid friend. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 biggest problem with the card that I see is. It's the next or the first character die you purchase costs one less. This is not. Yeah, I mean at least not for, the rest, for the rest of the, of the turn. turn. Yeah. yeah, then maybe you could get a three discount or a two discount on buying two different characters, and then it would end up paying for itself. But the fact that it only works on one die is just like, why? It, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. So- I, honestly, I think it, I would rather have it without the global and change it to fielding. So then you could field stuff. I mean, because I'm thinking back now. That um, Nick Fury from Avengers vs. X Men that allows you to field Avengers for free, so so much more useful than this, right? Yeah, fielding would definitely be nice. Actually, make this a one cost. It's still not not great, but at least it evens itself out a little bit. (laughs) So you're doing one for one? I would like it as a one cost. Change nothing about it except make it a one cost for the simple reason that one cost basic actions are so tempting for your opponent to buy and... Yeah, do it, do it for the same reason that I would bring muta- or, uh, that I would bring uh, van. momentum. Momentum. <laughs> no, Turtle Van's useful. Like Turtle Van <laughs> is a straight up useful card. See, this is even more useless for you because it's not continuous, right? Them's fighting words over there. <laughs> well, no, like to- Turtle Van, I want to buy them. If I bring Turtle Van, it's be- Turtle Van is because I want them. If I bring momentum, it's because I want you to buy them and I want it to mess up your plan. I want you to yeah. try and make it work when you're not ready to. Hey, let's stick. Focus. Let's talk about trust. <laughs> okay, we can't fix all the basic actions in one segment. Moment Sorry, means no fixing. Um, I think we should just take the global off. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Russ what on this. Let's what if locally we just say trust yeah. and global doesn't exist? I would still play the card. 
No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I totally wouldn't. <laughs> you know. Actually, what I want to see is in terms of like ridiculous erratas, let's just make it a blank basic action. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be so hilarious. <laughs> All it is is just generic energy. This is, this is not, a, this is not a, a die that has an action. It just yeah, is generic yeah. energy will, for you to use. It will have parentheses just used for <laughs> energy. Only good for energy. <laughs> I would probably buy it more if it had no words at all than if it had these words on it. Like, I don't know what it is, but actually the thought of buying it would just a, make you feel a blank better. basic action is like, I feel better about buying this buying, for some reason. Buying something that works best if you fail at it, yeah, it, it feels weird to try and buy that. It would be kind of cool if it had like six just energy sides. That would be kind of then. Then you, you need it. extra you, dice. Yeah, that's Why an you action dice. It's not a basic things, action Jason. dice. What? Then just get rid of the yeah. global. Yeah. Just get rid of the <laughs> Yeah, or we, we we can multiple man it up, so then you have six basic action <laughs> But without Still blank. This, but without the global, Doomsday is useless. Ooh, even best. Let's just get rid of the super affiliation. Yeah, let's just yeah. We want to turn make it the, into a yeah. bat friend. Yeah, we want to yeah. make the bat That's family. Be, because when we get up and we're not with <laughs> yeah. this group, what we need is more things to be Batman affiliated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's already like a bunch of other cards that already do that. We don't need that. This is the only card that gives the superhero affiliation. I think we should change the global so that it says, give target character any affiliation. That would be good. That yeah. would be kind of I, I like that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that fits other with than, the theme as well as a trusted friend. Yeah, outside of Infiltrate, yeah. I've always wanted that. So if, you know, if WizKids isn't going to give us Suicide Squad characters, I'll make my own yeah, Suicide Squad. Make Let's make own them all Suicide Squad. squad. <laughs> I'd say remove any affiliation. We already get in that villain removal. Remove any affiliation. That but that does. But that doesn't. That's not trusting your friend. No, it yeah. would be. Yeah, I just don't want anything, him to use it with Doomsday. Friend. Doomsday's dumb. <laughs> uh, just, you're just mad because you lose to it all the time. Ooh. Well, it is really annoying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. All Raven you guys are there, listening. Good. Um, <laughs> For now. Yeah, you, you that you could have just cut the tension in this room. So, like. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, how could you make this worse? Just well, make it a make fourteen it a th- cost. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Dang, put- you went all the way. I was just gonna say three cost. <laughs> <laughs> you take the global off. Take the global off, and it's. You take the awesome. global off, and it, it is the a useless card, <laughs> completely useless. Like it has no purpose in the game. Period. Be awesome. There's make the global more expensive. Oh yeah, <laughs> two, make it two masks. Two energy- That'd be make so it bad. make it two different energies. Make it a mask and a shield. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's even so it's that much more difficult. I say you change the art to like the Power Girl art from World's Finest because I don't know why, but I hate that art so much. I just the the super. Oh wait, no, yeah, the Power Girl. Yeah, one. the Power Girl one. I just hate it. I think it's just the ugliest thing ever. What they should do is just to slap you in the face is replace the art, then don't even use DC art and put in um, Iron Man and Captain America fighting each other. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh! That, there you go. So that's this needs to be the next like uh, alternate art DC Marvel crossover yeah. here. There, there's we the next. That. There's the next uh, reprint, except for they're probably going to have to change those affiliations that it yeah. works for. No, no, no! Leave those affiliations. <laughs> leave, yes, yes. Leave the all affiliations. Right. Okay, don't fine. change the yeah, card ability at all. Right. Leave the card ability the same, so it's still useless other than the global, and we're good to go. It's just even more useless if you're playing in a Marvel 
tournament. <laughs> you get a new player. Be, what are these symbols over here? <laughs> there would be no reason to play this without the global right. There is like, no reason. Is to there play any this reason to play it now? Even with the global, there's no reason. Every time I play this, and one of and one of my opponents rolls like two generic energy, and they buy it. I a little piece inside of me cheers and it's just like yes they bought it. Do you, do you reach across yeah. the table and get your finger like a quarter inch from their face and laugh at them? <laughs> yes. ah, ha, 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 you bought it. It is <laughs> the biggest mistake you can make playing with this or against it. It takes a lot of practice to play with this so that you can train yourself. Don't ever buy yeah, the freaking. I, 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 I am still you. struggling with it. I, I, I've seen you buy it a couple times. How do you feel when you do that? I hate myself it's, it's every like, time I buy it. Every like, time I buy it, it never rolls at. It never rolls energy. It always rolls the action. I never have any super friends or bat family characters on my team anyway. So there's no... Oh, it's like instant buyer's remorse when you... When it's you absolutely... Do. You're like, I pay two energy for... Oh, why? <laughs> Can I refer to Just this? touching the die. It's like... Oh. So this came out about the same time as Batmobile promo, right? That gives I'd discount play, of two. Yeah, I might play Batman. Batmobile over this. Yeah, right. but that doesn't discount super friends. But it does give two. <laughs> My point is, is need that, to. that at least <laughs> at least that action like is a is a wash, right? But, but you your either opponent yeah. can't get buy to it. discount or you get to energy. This one it's it's you either get you one energy one. or you get two energy. That's that's what this card does. And only if you have bat family or superhero friends super friends on your team. Like, if you don't, that action die is completely useless. Actually, could we errata make it continuous and then give it the swarm keyword so it's a basic action that has swarm keywords? That would That'd be, be kinda, cool. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You only get to swarm huh. twice, but on basic <laughs> well, actions? I mean, Foot Ninja. Foot Ninja, yeah, foot ninja yeah, is the same way. Go. And oh, there like, you go. You know, it balances out because then your opponent can buy one and just screw you over in terms of Oh, swarm. that would suck. <laughs> your opponent buys two and you buy one. Oh, you got one character with swarm or one action die with swarm that'd be bad and then Kenneth like can put that. it on a set I like that yeah, a lot I, I feel like <laughs> sounds interesting yeah all right so anything else about this card I mean uh. it's amazing just the way it is oh boy. just the way you are great well, now no, we're gonna get a no, copyright no. notice no. thanks a lot no no thanks no, a lot. no no it wasn't enough there wasn't Out, enough in there I think outside good. <laughs> outside of doomsday is there anything that you strongly benefit from the super affiliation? Because I know Bat... Yeah, the Bat family is... I think one of the kryptonites yeah, KOs... Or it makes it... Un so the normal one makes common it Common kryptonite makes super yeah. super friends cannot block on a burst or no, double no, no, burst. No, common kryptonite blinks. Yeah, common... No, it blinks, On a burst or double burst, it also makes it... See, people don't read yeah, that people extra forget text. about that, but yeah. yeah, yeah that's also, also super Superman character can't block... Um, the, uncommon the uncommon on a double burst only. Spin target die to level one on a double burst KO target super uh, character die. The rare does nothing. The rare also super target Superman <laughs> only, <laughs> only super Superman. <laughs> and I if guess that were super friends, it'd be so good. There is buffs for super friends, right? So this global has. Definitely some the global some pluses does. to it for sure. <laughs> so, and if you haven't played against or played the Doomsday, I know we joke a lot about it, but it is a, a really oh, fun combination. It, it can it can start wrecking really quick. If if there's nothing stopping you from targeting, you can clear their entire yep. field to the used pile. That's what's rough. Better, Almost better bring that turn. rare Raven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I need the reroll to get everything out of the field. It's a little ironic that you have to use Batman. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. Doomsday. Well. I see that's still better <laughs> when you re-roll because they'll go. No, they... yeah, actually, no. That's what will errata to it. So if you if you like somehow win worlds with this with that team, that's not we'll, happening. They'll, 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 <laughs> we'll come out with a promo one, and it has Doomsday and Batman back to back with each other on Trusted Friend. Absolutely. <laughs> the other thing they is both work just... together to kill Superman. <laughs> I love it. Do you know what I else kills <laughs> Doomsday though? Which is awesome with this too is the uh, field of uh, Martian Manhunter common that no fielded or uh, when, when attacks that's what from Killer villains. Frost is for just get him out of the field <laughs> I've got no. a plan I've got a plan for that Martian Manhunter <laughs> another right. great card Martian Manhunter common yeah. we always find the gems don't we just weird <laughs> weird things that trusted we friend enjoy. such a gem just need to polish it off a little bit no, it's it's. <laughs> if you polish it off, you're losing the global. Dust it off. Oh, you, don't don't polish that global off. You need the red text. It's a polished turd, and we all know it. <laughs> I want a blank art one, and I'll have Russ do do me a drawing for it. I have a feeling if he did a blank art one, it would just be a finger flipping you off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd play it all the time. I just sharpie out the the red. There you text. go. Just, just, color, just color over the top like, of the. Yeah, red yeah. Text. I, I drew it. See, there, there's ink on it. Oh, then, then you'd have to put amazing art in the in the top half, so it looks really, really good. And he wants to play it, but he's got sharpie over the global. Oh, oh that's great. So uh, yeah, let us know what you guys would add a trusted friend to. Um, as you can see, we were. Probably having to push it to the limit to figure out ways of making it better. Um, so you can always shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Um, and we're always looking for errata that suggestions and all that other stuff. So, gents, I always love just talking to you guys about Dice Masters or us pretending to talk about dice. Let's be honest. We <laughs> <laughs> pretending to talk about dice masters. We just use dice masters as an avenue to insult each other. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I'll see you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Do you have any other tips from going from that kitchen table play to competitive? And how would you errata that trusted friend? Let us know by shooting us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leaving it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe to the show. And if you haven't checked it out yet, check out our Batman spoiler video that we posted there and our 30-minute discussion that, for you who subscribe, already got in your in your podcast feeds. Huh, how's that working? Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. If not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. And of course, big thanks to all of you guys who are listening. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Thank you.